0: All right, welcome to another edition of White Collar Crimes, the podcast where we show you the only color that truly matters in our criminal justice system is green. I'm Ryan Horn, the host. Great to have you aboard for another one. You know, the IRS has been in the news a lot lately. It's kind of become a area of controversy and a lot of stuff going on about it. And, you know, a lot of people, you know, working in middle class people are certainly understandably worried about a lot of things going on and, you know, and We've seen in the past, as we'll see in this episode, you know, it, even if you're a rich, powerful celebrity, you can still find yourself uh, on the other end of uh, the law and in trouble with the IRS. And a lot of you probably remember the Wesley Snipes case with the IRS. And a lot of you, I'm sure, know Wesley Snipes, very popular actor, you know, especially 80s, 90s, early 2000s. In his heyday, been in a ton of uh, big blockbuster hits and uh, very recognizable face, He was born in Orlando, Florida, but grew up in the Bronx, and uh, he supposedly later returned to Florida to finish high school, and then after that, he attended the State University of New York and Southwestern College in California. Now, his first notable film role was the 1986 Goldie Hawn football movie, Wildcats. I vaguely remember that one. I was pretty young at the time, but I do remember that one being out but the first one i remember him in and probably most people would consider his breakout role was that as willie mays hayes the uh, outfielder in the major league movies you know some of the best baseball and comedy movies of the 80s i think or movie of the 80s would be that one just a very good entertaining movie and he had a great role in it and he was very athletic and that got him a lot of you know types of parts like that uh been reported he is a very avid martial artist, so you know his physical fitness level certainly, you know, probably helped him get roles that he needed. And he would continue this success into the 1990s, you know, with roles in movies such as The King of New York with Christopher Walken, New Jack City, The Fan. That was another baseball movie where he, I think it was kind of mirrored after almost Bobby Bond or Barry Bonds. You know, his character was a San Francisco giant and. Stalked by Robert De Niro, an obsessive fan. Then there was the Passenger 57, the airplane action movie, uh, Demolition Man with Sylvester Stallone. And U.S. Marshals was another big one in the 90s. And that one, you know, is kind of interesting to me because I had some friends that were actually extras in that movie. Uh, It was filmed here in southern Illinois, parts of it were, because part of the movie actually took place in southern Illinois. And it was filmed here and. It got a lot of attention in the area, and like I said, I had a couple friends that had some roles as extras in this, and some of them uh, told me they met Wesley Snipes, said a very nice guy. Now, one of the other stars, Tommy Lee Jones, uh, was reported by people that met him that I remember saying he was, you know, not so nice guy, but uh, Wesley Snipes, they said, was very nice and down to earth, and that was a, you know, that was a sequel to, uh, and a kind of a follow-up to the uh, movie the, uh, the Fugitive with Harrison Ford, uh, some of the originals. Uh Or you know not many of the originals were in this one compared to the Fugitive, but nonetheless, it was a big hit, like a lot of movies he was in in the you know like I said late eighties, nineties, and even early two thousands. He was a very big box office draw, and he also found huge success in the blade franchise um i didn't really never was really into those much, but I had some friends that were, and yeah nonetheless, they were very much big box office hits, but in the two thousands, things began to unravel for him. And, you know, he began to uh, start having trouble with the tax man. And by October 12th of 2006, he was finally charged with famous tax protester. And I'm trying to make sure I uh, pronounce this right. I believe it's Eddie Ray Canaan. I think's the correct way I'm pronouncing it or Canard. Uh, and others, he was they were charged with one count of conspiring to defraud the U.S. and another count of false claim of payment to the u.s so as i said here this is when his travels i mean his uh trials and tribulations and things like that begin to happen this is when he begins to you know gets on the radar and he's certainly not the uh first to have this uh problem a lot of you you know older folks that are listening may remember the country star willie nelson having some uh tax and irs problems and You know, I always point out to the criminal justice classes that I teach to my students, you know, they they have a lot of power. They were able to take down Al Capone back in the day. You know, we have a tendency to think that it was Elliot Ness and the rough gang of, uh, you know, untouchable cops, the untouchables, as they said, as what took him down. But that's not the case. Uh, You know, Al Capone went to prison for tax offenses, not for any of the bootlegging things he did, not for any of the murder for hire you know illegal uh you know bootlegging and you know gun trafficking illegal gun trafficking all the different things that he did none of those things did he ever do a day in jail for you know he went to prison simply for taxes and you know they they have that much power and that much clout that the irs does even back then and to this day and uh wesley snipes would soon find out you know once he crossed paths with them that uh, that was a you know they were a force to kind of be reckoned with and this led to about six additional other charges being filed against Mr. Snipes for failing to file his tax returns. And the charges allege that Snipes had failed to pay about $4 million in taxes in 1996 and about $7.3 million in 1997. So, you know, at this point he's looking at pretty close to about $12 million owed just in these two years, they're saying. And the government fell, uh, further alleged that he had failed to file tax returns from the years 1999 to 2004. And again, you know, these were very big earning years for him, you know, movie-wise. So uh, I'm sure he took in, you know, several million dollars during this five-year period. But it's not said how much he was estimated. Oh, but like I said just a second ago, just for these two years previously, you're talking close to, uh, you know, over $11 million, close to $12 million uh and he tried an interesting defense and i've seen this defense tried in court in criminal court actually in my you know work as a probation officer but uh he tried the non-resident alien or i'm my own sovereign nation defense therefore i'm not subject to u.s laws i've seen a lot of knuckleheads not a lot but i've seen a few uh try this defense and i have never seen it work and uh as we'll see, it did not work for, for Wesley, Mr. Snipes. And, uh, you know, nonetheless, it's an interesting uh, strategy to try. But, you know, if you're a U.S.-born citizen and you're here, you're certainly uh, subject to U.S. laws, federal, state, and local. And that's something he would find out. You know, again, I've seen uh, people try this in criminal court where I've worked. And, you know, I've never seen a judge buy into that or allow that to be an actual uh, Defense that's allowed to be mounted, but nonetheless, uh, it's one he tried unsuccessfully, and uh, it didn't work. But his trial proceeded. Now, on February 1st of 2008, he actually was acquitted of a conspiracy to defraud, filing a false uh, claim charge, but he was found guilty on three different failure to file uh, to file charges. You know, for not filing the charges are filing his taxes so he's got you know different counts he's been found guilty of and a few months later a couple months later is usually the case we're now talking april 24th of 2008 he was sentenced to three years in federal prison which you know depending on you know when you're talking about the millions and total that that's owed in this that's probably not a real severe sentence you know comparatively i would say there are people that have owed a lot less that have probably gone longer you know so uh whether his celebrity status helped or not who knows um you know like i said again this is a time when he was uh quite popular and uh, quite a big box office draw during this time so he uh he was you know facing the music here now he's been found guilty and you know he's been sentenced and his uh i'm sorry it was mr khan was the correct way his uh, opponent eddie ray khan k-a-h-n And again, he was a kind of a radical known, uh, you know, guy, anti-taxer, you know, spoke out against, uh, paying taxes of any kind, uh, probably due to these activities and being well-known in that regard, he was given a little bit harsher of a sentence. Uh, he was given 10 years in federal prison, you know, which again, we talk about it all the time on this podcast. Generally white collar criminals receive more lenient sentences than do, uh, street criminals, you know, and, uh. I'm not sure the extent of what Mr. Khan owed compared to Wesley Snipes, probably not near as much in the dollar amount, uh, because, you know, Wesley Snipes, as I said, was quite a big film star at this time. I mean, he's still around now, more on that in a little bit. But, you know, certainly this was, you know, the, the times he wasn't paying taxes here were really the height and heyday of his career. So I don't really know the total dollar amount Mr. Khan ad, uh, owed, but I think due to some of his radical activities and things of that sort, he was able to get. A much harsher sentence because, you know, 10 years uh, for a white collar crime like this is, you know, pretty stiff comparatively. You know, like Wesley Snipes, you know, despite the millions and millions he owed, he did not even do uh, a third of the time and get a third of the sentence that Mr. Khan got. So, uh, you know, who knows? It could also be, I don't know uh, what Khan's record was previously, you know, and that could have played a, a role in Mr. Snipes not receiving a real harsh sentence because, you know, he didn't that i've seen or reported in have any kind of a criminal record or any previous problems but uh he certainly found out that uh you know he he was like everybody else and gonna have to pay his taxes and you know he's not the first we've covered in this podcast of offenders that have gone to prison for that you know last year we did one on leona helmsley the famous quote queen of mean the uh hotel uh tycoon in new york that was a famous quote uh, the housekeeper heard her say that we don't pay taxes only the little people pay taxes well she found out uh, good and well that uh, even the you know the big shots like herself pay taxes and uh, she did a little time in prison too although in my opinion not nearly enough which again is far too often the case in white collar crime cases but nonetheless uh, she did end up doing some time for not paying her taxes as well Now, uh, Wesley Snipes did appeal this sentence, but the 11th Circuit of Appeals Court, they did uphold his his conviction and his sentence. And uh, he reported to federal prison on December 9th, 2010, which, you know, kind of suck in my opinion, because, uh, you know, it wouldn't be fun reporting to prison on any day, but to have to report uh, 16 days, a little over two weeks from Christmas, that uh, would really have to be a drag of a time to report, but... He did show up and report and, you know, do his time like he was supposed to. And uh, he did serve his sentence at the McKean Federal Correctional Center that's located in the state of Pennsylvania. And he did appeal all the way to the U.S. Supreme Court, you know, even though he lost in the appeals court. uh, He did give a shot to the U.S. Supreme Court. But on June 6th of 2011, they declined to hear his case, which, you know, pretty much ended it for him because... uh, you know that's as high as you can appeal to and you know once they don't want to hear your case then you're not really left with a whole lot of other options and you know that's the thing people don't realize that that tons of people throughout the year they get you know just a you know barrage of cases that people want their case heard with the supreme court but they only hear a very small select few of them and they have what's known as the rule of four where of the nine justices four have to be willing to even hear a case before it can uh You know four of the nine have to before they will even you know entertain looking at a case here so you know it's a very small minor number of people who get their cases heard by the supreme court a lot of people appeal to them but it's uh very rare for you to get your case heard by the supreme court i know a lot of people think all they got to do is appeal to them and eventually they'll get their day in court but that is not the case with the uh With the Supreme Court, you know, they're not mandated to hear your case and the overwhelming majority of them, they don't hear. And Mr. Snipes was no different. And he lost his appeal and had to go ahead and just serve out his time, which he did and was released on April 12th of 2013. So not quite three years. Might have gotten credit for county jail time or good behavior. But he gets released, I'm sorry, April 2nd of 2013. And he finishes his sentence on house arrest in the last few months, finally everything ending on July 19th of 2013, which, you know, that's how a lot of people do, uh, you know, in prison. They go to halfway houses to kind of ease back into society, maybe work a job in the day and go back to the house there at night and kind of ease back into society, if I'm not mistaken. Pete Rose did that because he did time at the Marion Federal Prison, which is right next to where I grew up. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, when he was released from federal prison, I remember hearing on the radio at the time I was in high school that he was going to do, you know, a little bit of time in the halfway house before he went back out into the world. So uh, that's not unusual. That does, uh, you know, happen. I mean, I can say he didn't get any special uh, preferential treatment in that regard, but he did finish his sentence out and he went ahead and uh, finished that last little bit out in 2013. And his first role upon release, and I remember this one, this was in Sylvester Stallone's uh, The Expendables Part 3. You know, A lot of you guys are like action flicks, I know you know that one. Those are very popular, you know, uh, Stallone and basically all the big action stars of the last, you know, 30, 40 years are in these, and uh, he got a role in that, and I think, oddly, he was kind of tongue-in-cheek in that one. He, uh, his character in this, I believe Stallone kind of, you know, again, tongue-in-cheek joked and mentioned that he had done time in prison for not paying his taxes, so... You know, at least he had a sense of humor about it and uh you know stallone got to give him credit for taking care of his friends you know he'd done some movies with wesley in the past and you know gave him a movie role here probably to help him get on his feet and get working again and you know make a little bit of money and get going so you know kudos to him for that and uh you know yeah he had a sense of humor about it and uh, he has gone on to do some other things Uh, i think the last thing i remember seeing him in was uh the uh, Coming to America sequel at the uh, end of last year, I think, whenever it was out or first part of this year, I didn't think it was anywhere near as funny as the original, although, you know, the end, you know, buddy of mine joke, the end, of course, having Randy Watson make his return kind of made it all worthwhile, you know, the, you know funny-wise. But uh, it definitely wasn't as good as the original, but he did have a, a big part in the sequel as a villain. And, you know, I'm sure we'll see him in some other things. He's, you know, one of these guys that's always worked steadily throughout his career so you know i don't think this is really going to set his career back any although i imagine he will uh probably be much more inclined now to be careful what he's doing and uh, make sure he pays the tax man i'm sure and uh you know we all have to as well it sucks uh, i certainly don't enjoy doing it and you know as i get older here and wife and i over the years the more money you make the more you got to pay and you know that's just a very frustrating thing about it but uh you know, it's one of those, uh, or one kind of things we have to do. That's not, uh, not a lot of fun or not a lot enjoyable, but, uh, you know, we do it and, you know, it keeps us out of jail. And as he found out, uh, you know, it did end up making him end up having to go to jail and you know, who knows, I'm sure he's probably learned his lesson since then and probably has accountants going over his things very carefully now to make sure he files correctly. So like I said, folks, uh, we are, wanting input if you want us to cover up or cover some more shows on a more broad range of topics we are certainly looking at doing that and getting some feedback on maybe taking on some uh, some other types of t- subjects here and uh, you know some other types of uh, shows if anybody wants us to do we're certainly taking uh, ideas so please give us ideas on what you want to hear uh, you can email me at uh, ryanhornvt at gmail.com. You can message us on our Anchor FM page, the hosting site of this podcast. Uh, You know, you can be a guest on this if you like. We've had listeners do that many times, and uh, you know, if you're in need of voiceover service, I provide that as well. Check out my website at Ryan-Horn.com. And as always, we are just thankful you uh, give us the time to tune in and and listen to our podcast. We' glad to be back here every Tuesday night or day, depending on when you hear us. But we put new episodes out every tuesday evening about seven central time and uh always glad that you are tuning us in and like i always say too, just watch out for people a lot of scams going out in fact right now we uh hear a lot about now there's uh, a lot of calls going out trying to scam people for student loan information you know with this loan forgiveness thing that's going on now that the u.s government has issued that uh there are people trying to scam and take advantage of that so you know, Again, watch out, and like I always say, definitely watch out for your elderly uh, friends and family because they are the often most targeted ones of white-collar crime. So uh, be sure and look out for them. Look out for each other. Uh, again, we thank you for tuning in, as always. Look forward to seeing you back here next week. God bless, and take care, everybody.